Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Fuel the Fire podcast. My name is Cole, and these are my co-hosts, Mateo. Hello. And then my other co-host, Jordan. Hey, everybody. So if you guys don't already know, we just talk about a lot of the new releases and just news in general in the Christian rock and metal scene. Uh, we have a ton of new album anniversaries that happened this week, and we're also going to talk about two of our favorite albums that, you know, had a, their birthdays this week, and a ton of other new releases in the scene. Mateo, do you want to kick us off with some of the new releases that released in uh, Christian rock and metal this week? Yeah, so in the past couple weeks, so there wasn't really much this week, but in the past couple weeks, we had Disciple released a new song called Kingdom Come. Uh, we also, Seventh Day Slumber also released a new song called Run to the Father, which is off of their upcoming EP, uh, Lion and the Lamb, that comes out later this month. Um, Need to Breathe released their first albums since leaving Atlantic Records in 2017. Uh, I Am Empire uh, has officially returned. Uh, they released their Woo. first EP back, and I think it's uh, B-Sides, if I'm not mistaken. B-Sides yeah. from Anchor, yeah. Uh, everything in Slow Motion has announced their comeback. If you don't know who they are, they are a face-down rock band. And they released their new song, Influence, and have a new album releasing uh, next month. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh the pretty much the most popular band is, that's like just exploding right now is Fit for a King. They released a new song called Annihilation that was the last single before the official release of their brand new album The Path which drops this Friday. Um they also did a live stream concert which you can go watch on Twitch. Yeah, Ryan Kirby's uh Twitch account. Yeah. Uh Wolves at the Gate announced a redux version which is essentially just like an acoustic version of their album Eclipse called Dawn and released uh, a redux version of A Voice in the Violence with that one uh, and then also there's a brand new Christian rock band called uh, The Midnight Wedding that released a new song called I Swear which features Andrew Stanton of Disciple so yeah and then Oh, and probably another really hot new band right now is Then It Ends. I was about to mention, yeah, like, well, Then they, It Ends. They uh, just released their first, I guess, their first official single as a band called Depravity, and it is exploding right now. So definitely an artist song. to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like they are, they've been around since what, like 2016? Wasn't their last release in like 2016 or something? No, they've, they've been around since earlier this year. But then okay. they, be, but it was all a solo project, and then they became a band and wiped all the stuff that was all their sol the solo thing away. So uh, okay. that's not that's not a thing anymore. But they remind me a lot of Four Today, and uh... I was I would your say memorial. like they kind of remind yeah. me of um, yeah. I was about to say your memorial. <laughs> yeah, Four Today <laughs> and your memorial. Yeah, yeah, and they also have a new song a new song releasing in three days. Um, called Reality, which is going to be very no, I thought cool. that was they, next week. Like they said, uh, our reality drops in three days, and that was oh, today dang. on the 15th. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I'm excited, um, yeah, it, because it sounds very, very cool. Like they've yeah. kind of blown up, they've got a bigger following. Yeah. A lot of people which have been is hyping weird up because their stuff, they're so. just they're brand new, so that's what's so weird about it. Yeah, probably good marketing or even spending money on ads or something. You never know. They aren't. That's what's so weird is they definitely aren't. This is just they've managed to build up a following. And it's just from all those solo project stuff, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. Let's see. Are there any other releases, or did you pretty much sum it up? There's a lot of other releases I didn't. <laughs> Skillet will go to town. Yeah. All right. Skillet released uh, the deluxe edition of their album Victorious, called "The Aftermath," which features three brand new songs and I believe four or five new remixes of songs. Um, Cole, did you hear Deadman Walking yet? Sadly. Sadly. What were your thoughts on it? <laughs> It was horrendous. I I swear, man, Skillet's getting worse. It's my opinion, but like, I see. Here's the thing. It just a lot of it's just so embarrassing. I feel like to the scene. Yeah, I don't know. That's me. Like, I am not. I don't like talking about TFK or Skill with my friends or anything. Like, yeah. if I mention like Christian Rock, I'm gonna mention like we as humans like take the bullets oh, yeah. away or something <laughs> like that. I'll mention some of Decipher Down or something like even just mainly do like Christian metal just because I feel like Skillet's their music's just so embarrassing, man. It's like so cheesy. And their just new, like, yeah, their newest album was definitely not the greatest. Um, no, not at all. I would say Deadman Walking is still better than most of the album, but it's it's like because they're hyping up to be oh it's a return to older skill. It really doesn't sound like older skill at all. Yeah, it sounds it's like just, new skill. Just sounds like new skill. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. so and Jordan, I, what were you gonna say? I, I was gonna say I actually really like this album, this last one. I think Reach is a great song. I think Reach Save is the best song. song on the album. Like, there's no Thank question you. about that. But people seem to hate me for saying that. So, <laughs> well, there go your followers. Yes, <laughs> I think Reach is great. I, I will say my kids like Anchor. That's one of their favorite songs. I think I don't know. I think it's a really good album. I haven't listened to the new album, like these, the, the Dead Man Walking and Sick and Empty and Dreaming of Eden, but I have listened to, like, I don't like, oop, I don't like when I'm looking at it right now. I don't <laughs> like when, when they do, like, the reimagined and these other mixes and stuff yeah. like that. It just, yeah, they, I don't either. I don't like it either. I feel, no, I feel, I feel like they sound the same, you know, as, like, the other ones that they do. They're all starting to blend together in that case. Yeah, they do. The problem is also they don't re-record the vocals for that. So you have the original mm-hmm. recordings for like the rock songs, and they don't do anything to change it up. And so, plus John Cooper's voice just doesn't really suit that type of music. And so what you like have is it just yeah, it just doesn't fit. And so you have these right. songs that are recorded to be rock songs like "Save Me," and you're trying to turn mm-hmm. it into a piano ballad without changing the vocals. It just doesn't work. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, don't hate me for this. Skillet is actually probably one of the biggest reasons. I know we've kind of talked about this stuff before, but they're one of the biggest reasons that I got so into Christian music because oh, same. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we saw them like seven years ago. Uh, yeah, well. Comatose, comatose Collide, uh, Awake, and Rise were very big mm-hmm. albums for me. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I still listen to all those albums very frequently. I mean, especially Comatose and Collide. I love those albums. Um, but it just doesn't. Their newer stuff just doesn't quite match just how good those 2000s albums were, in my opinion. Mm. So I definitely uh, think we should remove Jordan from the podcast after he's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Victorious is a good album. Sorry. Yeah, he yes. said Victorious is a good album. Hashtag Skillet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I mean, again, I kind of have a special place for them just because they kind of got me back into yeah, it, like, really, oh, really loving this kind of yeah. music and really getting into like the Christian music. But I also like um, Hero was like the one song that I heard. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see them. And this was at Life Fest of, like several years ago. It was the first time we went as a family. And so I was like, 
just hooked from that point on. But I wasn't totally impressed with the last couple albums, but I do think each of the last few have some really good songs on it. Like we said, Reach to me is like an amazing, it's a wonderful song. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. As so. far as um, Victorious goes, I think Reach and Back to Life are really the only songs that I've managed to really listen to at all much mm-hmm. since the album released, besides just hearing the singles on radio and stuff. Um, but the thing with Skillet is like, they, they used to be like one of my top like three favorite bands i mean they were massive to me i mean they they got me into playing guitar and all kinds of stuff i mean i'm very grateful for what they've done and stuff like that i have a Mm -hmm. lot of respect for them they're still one of the best live bands out there no matter what song absolutely um it's just it makes me upset to see like how they've just how they've it's not because here's the thing it's not authentic like victorious it just doesn't feel authentic to them Mm-hmm. And I, even though they claim like Corey produced a lot of it, she may have produced a lot of it, but there's still a lot that they met up with like eight different other songwriters to make the mm-hmm. album. And the songwriters they met up with were the ones that where all those songwriters do is write the arena stuff. And it's like when you have all these arena rock anthem songs and stuff like that, it kind of takes away from like what you have with like comatose and stuff like that, where the songs are very serious and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. jo- yeah, like John Cooper doesn't even write some of those songs, so I just think that's uh, worth noting. And I think they've just kind of lost their identity, I guess, in with some of these extra songwriters. Mm-hmm. Seems like since that beard got long, <laughs> I've been saying them. that. That is my theory. I, th- <laughs> I say that cancel the beard. I think yeah, the problem with that, up. the problem with that is Skillet is only only became massive. Like literally, they have become one of the most iconic modern rock bands when he got the because beard. of the beard. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hey, so long. Though. I will, I will take, I will take cutting it for better music. So mm-hmm. true. Like honestly, like it, it, <laughs> they just need to get wrong, Seth though. more involved. They just need to get Seth more yeah. involved. He wrote most of the guitar parts on Rise, and he's such a good guitarist. And Mm -hmm. yet, there he's like not doing anything. Yeah, he barely wrote anything on Victorious. Like it was all mostly Corey writing the guitars for that, which is why there's. I miss when their music was like you know emotional and had like it was just unique. And now all their stuff, it's like the exact same thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's what's bad because all four members on social media just post like some like very well worded things and stuff like that. And then, but then you hear their actual music and it's just like someone could have written this up in an hour. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, call it like John Cooper. It's like so smart and like well put together and like he's very well spoken. And then 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 there's like the lyrics that he writes for most of his new newer music, (laughs) and it's just just it's like a completely different person. Even though he speaks out on topics a lot that relate to things that they used to sing about back in the 2000s, stuff like that, you're not going to hear a song today from them like The Last Night or Lucy or like one of those songs mm-hmm. where it's just like the subject matter is very dark. Because even Save Me tried to be like that, but they're also playing it very radio safe. It was so mm-hmm. radio safe. It was, it was like, so safe lyrically that it just kind of killed the point they were trying to make. Yeah. So which uh, which album is better? Do you guys think Unleashed? Oh, Unleashed by far. Yeah, Unleashed, Unleashed by far. Yeah, Out of Hell and and I Want to Live are the two like best songs on that album because those. Uh, ones I would say sound. the Resistance was better. The Resistance those, yeah. was good, but like it got old 
for me. So oh, yeah. Like, I, I really dislike that entire album. Like, I stopped after, like, a few <laughs> weeks of listening to it. Like, it got so, old quick. It wasn't Skillet, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I think it did go back to a lot of, like, what Skillet did in terms of, like, it had the drop B tuning if they hadn't done it in a while. It, it had the solos. I mean, the solos was still very prominent on that album. Probably some of their best solos are on that album. Uh, mm-hmm. They had some good riffs, even though they were kind of muffled in the, within the mess of the electronics production but uh it was a very like there's some very good songs on the album but there's also some kind of eh, songs but it's just it's yeah. by far better than victorious mm-hmm. in my opinion so yeah i think victorious is better <laughs> <laughs> oh Cancel well, Jordan. well that's the show for tonight folks <laughs> yep, that's the show. <laughs> And uh, yeah. next week we'll be having a new uh, co-host. Uh, Jordan will be leaving. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see. Uh, do we want to get into some of the album anniversaries? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Um, okay. So, Mateo, do you want me to do them, or do you want to do them? Uh, you can do the first one. Heck yeah, sure. Um, so, well, I'm gonna tell them about all the like big re- like anniversaries, and we'll go into the two that we talked about. So uh, I would say, let's start off. Um, so on the, wait, let me go back. Okay. Uh, so this past week, we had Disciples' one-year anniversary of their album, Loveler Killshot. So uh, that song had songs like Panic Room, Cuff the Criminal, Reanimate. You know, if you guys are familiar with that album, it was their most mm-hmm. recent one. Uh, I personally think it did not top Loveler Killshot. What'd you get? Or, well, my bad. Along with the <laughs> Rebels, back up. <laughs> uh, what were you guys' thoughts? Like, did you think it was their best album, or did you think no. it was I would say another? Like, top. It was maybe number five in the ranking, but maybe number six. Like, it wasn't like one of their best by means. I would prefer Long Over the Rebels and Scars Remain and Where She's and Hand Grenades and Attack mm-hmm. over that album. It's Jordan, still very solid. Like, there's some songs on it that are pretty good, like Reanimate, but like, I don't go back to it as much. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Long Live the Rebels, one of the better ones. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Erase is probably one of my favorite songs by them. And God is with us. I love the beginning to those songs. I think they're great. Um, I, I'm not totally impressed with Love Letter Kill Shot, uh, but I do like the new song that they just added. Yeah, Kingdom uh, Come is great. Yeah, it's like better than like 99% of the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And horseshoes and hand grenades. I know that's one of the anniversaries. Yeah. But honestly, I don't think there's a bad song on that. That there is not. Right. No, everything is great. Everything he- is great. Re- Remedy is probably one of my favorites on that. Invisible is. I mean, when you oh, really listen to the words, holy cow, man! It really digs at your heart. Yeah, that song's an emotional one for me. But yeah, you led right into it. Ten years ago, Disciple released Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. And I think that had also one of their best songs, Dear X. You know, had it yeah. really good for them. Well, Dear X was their mm-hmm. biggest hit song. And um, oh, yeah. I, that's still a great song. I would say my favorite is probably Ballad of St. Augustine. That's one that you don't really see mentioned mm-hmm. as much, but it's like one of their heaviest. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also just got like this really awesome chorus. And you know, it's, it's like borderline metalcore pretty yeah. cool yeah um but yeah invisible is definitely one of their best tracks definitely um mm-hmm. but like that whole album is really good it's it's not like my favorite in terms of i think that oh compared to some of their other albums some moments of it are feel a bit safe like for radio sort of thing mm-hmm. not that they've always had that but like uh but like for, compared to songs like or, like uh scars remain off of that title like the title track from that album and stuff like that like you're not going to see that as much on yeah. that album i just think 
people say it's their favorite because it's the first one they heard or it's like because it's the most popular sort of thing. But like I would say that's like number like four on my list, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw them this summer at uh, Chains Unchained Fest and they played this song and I and I really liked it a lot. You know, Kevin went into his big you know, speech and, and yeah. his and preaching and stuff. He he really is a good speaker. I will oh, say yeah. that. He, He's he great. captures yeah, your attention. Some of it's just like, okay. <laughs> like he I remember I saw him and it was literally he spoke for like 40 minutes. I was like, right, you know, right. the songs. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, but it's like whew, a lot. He's good. he he really is a good speaker. Yeah. So he was going in and then as he was kind of winding up, uh Josiah started playing this riff and I go, I'm like, I've never heard this before. And it, the song is called "Lay My Burdens." Oh yeah, it's off Southern Hospitality. Yeah, that's I gotta that's tell one of the you, best songs like that one's. I love that song. Oh my god, I can, I'm talking about it now. I get goosebumps about it. I just, <laughs> it's just an amazing song to listen. Yeah, to. It's, it's definitely one of their best guitar songs too. Like it's just right. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, say what you want about them. I, I think they're incredibly talented, and oh, yeah, I think their sure. music is is incredibly touching and and very well written and. I mean, they put on a great show live. Oh, yeah. I mean, I you can't deny that. Yeah, they're oh yeah, they're one sure. of my favorite bands of all time. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're they're great. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed run through some of these that happened in the last few weeks since our last yeah. one. Then we'll <laughs> continue with the ones I did that released this right, week. Cool. Um, so we had on was it August 25th? It was the 10 year anniversary of or no 11 year anniversary of Awaken Alive or Wake by Skillet. Um, and then on August 26th, it was the 23-year anniversary of My Own Prison by Creed. <laughs> so and guys, I, I had to put that one in as a Creed fan. Um, so I was around fan. for that one. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, it's amazing, right? Yeah. It is. <laughs> Top tier. I don't know. I know we've talked about this before. People make fun of Creed, but I think Creed was incredible. I, I, they're, I, they're I incredible. Ultra if, Creed if they... is a million times better than Creed. You cannot change my mind. <laughs> Which you want to say that again? Alter Bridge is way better than Alter Creed. Bridge. Way Alter Bridge is really good, but way I think better they're totally artistically and musically just phenomenal. Run. Fake news. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so on August 30th, uh, we had the one year anniversary of Pressure by Wage War. Woo. We're, we're, we're about to be Pressure um, 2.0. Oh, the path is that, that's a hot take, and I, I agree with it. Um, and then on. Uh, August 31st, we have a 10 year anniversary of for today's album Breaker. There's another uh, yeah. big one. A lot of if you're a fan of like Christian metal, that's that's a big boy. That one. And we got another small one here. It was the one year anniversary of Hope in the Loss of It by Empty, which Mateo, you and I are yeah, huge fans that of that album. They're a great underrated band. Dude, they're that album yeah. is legit. Um, then we had a the what was it? The 10 year anniversary on September 7th of Dark is a Way, Light is a Place by Amberlin. Very solid album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're uh, back to you know present this this past week. Uh have you guys are you guys a uh, big uh, fans of the Devil Wars Prada? No. <laughs> I was no. like, I'm not. I don't <laughs> like, know anything from them, so we could just probably speed through this one. Nine years well, ago, I was gonna say about well, Throne. Yeah, I was gonna say that was one of the that's like a big album, but like I just I never got into them. I just never cared for them. I don't like their mm-hmm. vocals. The screams like he's shed it, shredding. Look, let's stop doing some hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, their latest album, The Act, had a few good songs on it, but like I've just never cared oh, yeah. for them, which I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for because 
my yeah, I was like, I, I just haven't explored their music a lot, so I wouldn't know. Um, yeah. Before you do that, um, before you continue, Thousand Foot Correct Welcome to the Masquerade released 11 <laughs> no. years ago last week. No. So, <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Cole gets triggered. Yeah, you know that. So if you guys don't already know already, I'm I Christian Rock, Mateus Christian Rock X on Instagram. And he posted about that album and I did not. And I intentionally saw him. I literally saw him post that. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yes. And the top comment <laughs> I, I put on there, I said, uh, this, this is Cole's favorite album of all time. Only for someone to <laughs> comment. Congratulations on your favorite album's birthday. Hope your day is spent listening to this on repeat with a big smile on your face. <laughs> yep, and I said go away. <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, let's continue. We have two more that happened this last week. Uh, it was a one-year anniversary of War of Ages' most recent album, which was labeled Void. Uh, do you guys want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. I was like, I, I mean, know sure. Jordan's been rocking that. Jordan, what were like your top three songs? <laughs> Yeah, I've been listening to that nonstop. So I'm learning from this podcast. The minute you guys post something, I got to listen to it. I got to save it. <laughs> I got to pre-play it like a million times. But you know, it's funny. I I listen to Void. I've been listening to it a lot. So I heard Sulfur and Salt. And I'm like, I think it's that's incredible. a great song. It's incredible. It's incredible. But I know I've heard that before. And I guess I didn't realize Miles who it was. And it was War of Ages. Album. Miles Apart is great. I also like The Watchers. And Dude, I do yeah, like, I do too. It's a great intro, and it's like it kind, of a, great it's kind of dark and emotional. Like it's really. Cool. I kind of oh, thought yeah. about that album. My thoughts on it, or was it was kind of kind of meh until Miles Apart, and then then there's like mm -hmm. a string of a few songs that are just really good musically, and right? Then, but they're like there's not much repeatability for me on that album. Like I got past it after like a couple months. I mean, I, I haven't really gone. Yeah. Yeah, I played uh, Sulfur and Salt on remake or on uh, repeat quite a bit today. That and The Watchers and Miles Apart. Yeah, I, I still listen to it today. It's really great. Mm -hmm. I played that right after Thousand Foot Crutch. I was going to add an album that you didn't mention before <laughs> was uh, probably one of the darkest Christian albums to ever release on the face of planet Earth. Uh, when after Brian had Welch left corn, he put out a Christian album called Save Me From Myself. Oh, yeah. And that was very mm. successful. It released 12 years ago uh, last week. And like I listened to it, and it's just so insanely dark, but like it helped so many people because you don't see Christian artists going that dark with things. Like it went through all of his addiction struggles and all that stuff. I mean, you don't really hear about that wow. much. Yeah. You, you know, you posted about that the other day and I thought I didn't even realize he had a solo album yeah. out. So now I haven't listened to it. I'm not gonna lie, but I definitely would listen to it and uh Yeah. Did you yeah, watch his movie yeah. at all? No, I wanted to see it. Yeah. I've heard it's like really life changing. It it's a great film. Um it does go it goes into basically just all kinds of stuff and just basically how he came to his faith but also just goes in and shows how basically the transition from leaving corn to making his solo album to then going to love and death and then rejoining corn again and mm -hmm. uh, yeah it's it's a great movie and then we have uh one more uh bit that i think this was probably the biggest anniversary well, well to me 
Um, we had the two-year anniversary of Dark Skies by Fit for King, which is their most recent album, and, and uh, it had songs. That's their like best the album. Agony. Yeah, I I agree. I was about to say that. it had the Price of Agony when everything means nothing, Shattered Glass Tower of Pain, Oblivion, Backbreaker, on and on, Backbreaker. Yes. Yeah, like that. Very consistent album. Oh yeah, um, very good album. I don't think they'll ever top it. So I mean, that was one of the albums that really got me into metal. So. <laughs> Yeah, that style of that. Like, yeah. I've always been to metal, but like that style. Of that. Um, yeah, back backbreaker is my favorite song on that album. Yeah. I mean, it goes back and forth between different songs for me. But uh, again, they're about to release a new album this Friday, so that'll be interesting to see just the response from that. Because a lot of people are because they went back to the same producer as the one that did Dark Skies, and the production on the singles has been amazing. Like, regardless whether oh, yeah. you like them or not, the production has been phenomenal. Um, How do you so know? Like, not, just not the songs. <laughs> uh, really? I know you d- you didn't see their uh, their live stream, but they made fun of that so many times. Like they made s- jokes about how people left after they played "Locked in My Head." It was hilarious. But uh, well, see, I would I would leave. I I left too. <laughs> what? Yeah. See, I like that. I like "Locked in My Head." I think it's a great song. Like I, I like the song. It's just not like. It's not. It's not typical. Tier. It's it's not top tier fifth working or anything like that. It's a good song. Like it's not bad at all. I mean, it's mm-hmm. better than most radio rock. Albums. Um. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's that's what I like about it. I mean, yeah. it's you know, it's kind of like when you you go to a show, everything's like really fast and hard, and they're nonstop, and then they take like a step back for a second just to kind of reel yeah. you back in. And I feel like they kind of do that with that song, if that makes any sense. Well, whatsoever. well I was gonna, yeah, but, it makes perfect sense. But I was say was uh. The more the longer I'm kind of in this scene, like the more I have a distaste for just metalcore fans. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I don't think Rob would be offended about this, but like there's such an elitism to where basically if a band release that is metalcore, like say Fever King, releases a song that is lighter, but even right. though they've been having lighter songs on every album since they started, but for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. for whatever reason after like a band's heaviest album they put that out as a single then people suddenly hate i mean like locked in my head all of a sudden people were like oh no fifer king's longer heavy and stuff right after they released god of fire literally like two weeks before <laughs> so i mean it's just like there's a big disconnect there and it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense but this is like they're so quick to just say hey they're gonna be, they're stuck now like i don't want to listen to you sort of thing and it's like i don't know because then if you look at it, context of what they were trying to do it uh, it's way better than the rest of the music. It's like, like especially because a lot of bands are like, uh, they will do that. We'll go for more radio friendly style just to sell out, you know, make money. But I mean, just seeing what from what Fever King has actually said, and just t- you can hear just in the songs the amount of passion they have for mm-hmm. this stuff. Because I mean, that's rare. Because it's not like, say, I mean, I'm going to go back to this, but Victorious. It's more like <laughs> you can hear the passion in the drums and the vocals and all that with. Uh, locked in my head. I think that's mm-hmm. something that is completely gone under the radar and a lot of people have completely missed. But well, I think that's one of the reasons I like it, honestly, because yeah. I, I I agree with you on that. I mean, I know people that did not like Fifer King before, but now like them because of Locked in My Head. Like I know several people now. So. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I I had never heard of them, and then Jake Jake introduced me to them. Yeah, they're actually one of the biggest. They're actually probably the biggest Christian metalcore band out there besides August Burns Red. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They, uh, I believe, they're at like uh, nine hundred thousand listeners right now, and they are. If 
I would be shocked if once the path drops on Friday, if they don't hit one million listeners on Spotify. Oh, easy. Like it's yeah, they're nine nine hundred and sixty five thousand five eighty five on Spotify. Yeah, it's there. If they don't get that, I would be shocked. Yeah. Plus, they're on. I mean, I think now. these songs. Yeah, I think these songs have been great. Honestly, I like them. All. I, I think is a great song. Yeah, I think the weakest is probably Annihilation. I mean, it's not like awful or anything. It's just kind of oh, not no. as good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Cole mm-hmm. has quite <laughs> a few things to say about that one. But yeah, uh, we'll see, <laughs> uh, let me let me let me bet let me bet you 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 open the can of worms. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying like Annihilation was like the worst one I would say, and I'm not saying it's even a good song. Like I think it was bad. Like it was just so <laughs> generic and boring. There wasn't like a since the person listens to generic music all the time. Uh, ge- Shots fired. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, I didn't know auras and currents was so generic. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Who invited Mateo? Who invited Mateo? I'm just Jordan. Is the person we, that we've been? Likes hey, 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 hey. So Jordan, yeah, I think we, we do better need, on our own. We would, we would. I've been saying this when we had Jake here, and now we're saying it with Mateo here. I'm just saying it's like destiny. Yep. Um, the Cole and Jordan show. Uh, anyway, um, I think it works. I'm just saying, like, because breaking the breaking the mirror, like, it wasn't bad but like it just it's fairly good like it's just not the same i don't like kind of poppy stuff like that it's not poppy whatsoever the problem is it's like more like traditional metalcore like back from like if you go back it reminds me a lot of like uh as they lay dying and kill switch engage and it's yeah which see i'm more modern metalcore where yeah. i don't like and that like, style I don't, really, I don't mind it like I, I like the fact that they put a solo in there and stuff like that like i've I mean, I like that stuff anyway, so I don't really care. But, um, yeah. See, you know, I think locked in my head, they they had a lot of opportunities where they could have made like the melody and the chorus better and stuff like that. Of course, I'm not the musician, but yeah. I just thought they mm-hmm. could have. They had a lot more opportunities. It was a bit too repetitive. To make it better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's how that's every single song they've released. Yeah, it's, it's been repetitive. very repetitive. I mean, breaking the mirror is the only one that isn't super repetitive. Mm-hmm. And God of Fire, that that really wore out for me. Like that quick, wore out because, after like five lessons. I mean, there was yeah, because like, it's just the breakdown, and it's just saying Brad bow down to the God of Fire, and that's it. And I am nervous yeah. for the album because they said Annihilation is what old fans are gonna love, and I yeah. really I thought that was the worst one. Like I was disappointed. As someone who has now heard the album, uh, I mean, I I liked Face of Hate and Vendetta. Mm-hmm. They did those things. Those songs last. See, I'm waiting for dude to do my uh, like big reaction thing on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, and we but... can talk about it afterwards. We'll probably do another episode, I guess, next week. Where... Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, let's see. You want to get to the uh, like, talking about the two albums? So, uh, so 15 years ago today, ago. nothing is sound by Switchback came out. And Go on. It's <laughs> probably one of my favorite albums of all time. Actually, uh, it's one of my favorite Switchback albums. It's not my favorite favorite Switchback album, but it's like. It's really good front to back. I mean, it's got my favorite song from the Monet called Stars. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great album. It has it's definitely their hardest rocking album, like in terms of like they have a lot of different styles that they try to play and stuff, but that one was like one of their hardest mm-hmm. ones. I mean, like songs like Politicians and Stars are, are almost unmatched, easier than love. Like those are almost unmatched in their discography for the heaviness that they are for alternative rock, anyways. I was going to say, so I actually listened to that. Um, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I, I felt like it was, you know, when I listened to it, it reminded me of another album and I couldn't place who it was. I still can't place who it is. It definitely, to me, doesn't sound. There's not who? a lot of albums that sound like that one exactly. I mean, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's what's weird. So I've been around longer. 
because there's been a lot of there's been a lot of <laughs> there's been a lot of people that have said like like about certain Switchfoot albums that they sound like other albums, but I can't. But I haven't seen anybody say that about nothing is sound like in terms of like it's hard for, to really pinpoint what it sounds like because there is a lot of experimentation yeah. in it. but yeah well, definitely oh you're back <laughs> how was so, chick-fil-a yeah. <laughs> it was great it was great Continue. <laughs> but I, it's definitely more experimental i mean their song daisy if anybody that does not know that song people need to give them credit for that song I mean, it's, it's like in drop c sharp or something like that but it starts off like acoustic but then it builds up and it's this very chaotic ending mm-hmm. and it's 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 like one of their best songs for sure but yeah i mean i'm a, I'm a big switch up fan so i'm biased but i've seen them twice live but <laughs> yeah yeah it's not honestly i i i couldn't get into it yeah. I, I listened to it today and i found myself kind of drifting into other thoughts and uh, i was working too so yeah. i was like listening Usually I can listen to something while I'm working and it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But this was like, I had to keep focusing back on what was playing. And I'm like, wait, who is this again? Like, what am I listening <laughs> yeah, I know. To? Forgettable. Or, wow. Sorry. Switch is Forget very it. forgettable. Yeah. See, I know, disagree. Like, they're, I mean, they're just not that good. You know? um, I could say that about Mateo quite a few of your wants to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Mateo, didn't I'm you uh, play, play on stage of them? Yes, I did play on stage. You want to talk about that? Sure. Cool That's awesome. For you. Yeah, so at their... Uh, so at their concert back in October, they came here, and uh, I'd so I'd been to a concert before that that they were at, and they had invited someone on stage who held up a sign. So I was like, okay, this I didn't realize they did that. So I was like, okay, this would be cool. And so then I held up a sign, asked if I could play Stars with them, and sure enough, they invited me up there because they saw it and they invited me up there in the middle of the show. There's like over two thousand people there, and uh, and I got to play with them like. Uh, I got to play John Foreman's guitar. Like he handed me his guitar. Oh wow! And it was funny. Is that, That's so cool. Like so, then I traded picks with Drew Shirley because the one John gave me was like the biggest pick I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like I don't know how you play with it. And so, uh, but yeah. And so uh, I started talking with Drew Shirley with uh, when when I got up there, and he was surprised because most people that go up there don't realize the song is in drop D somehow. <laughs> And so I just started playing, and he was impressed. Like, dude, both had big smiles on her face and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a memory I'll never forget. It's probably one of the favorite memories ever. But <laughs> Yeah, and you got, like, a cool – someone, like, people got, like, photos of it. Oh, and yeah, stuff. and I was getting recognized around town. Like, people were like, hey, are you the person that played with Switchfoot? And I was like, yeah. It, it was weird. There was, like, these people I didn't even know. But, yeah. That's so cool. So, yeah. Well, I think that explains why you like – their album that, well, no yeah it's definitely not because they have good music so. no i've liked them yeah. for years and years and years and years. yeah he's yeah, never yeah. talked about them once before his podcast so i don't know yeah i haven't i don't think i actually have i don't think i have on this podcast thank you oh yeah Maybe on I this did. podcast i don't think so yeah i don't <laughs> think i so have on this but, okay uh, so what's the next album we want to talk about i i don't know what the plan was uh <laughs> It was uh, 19 years ago. Uh, so actually, on POD released their album Satellite, which, oh, yeah. uh, for those mm-hmm. who don't know, that had the hit song Live on it, which is probably one of the most overplayed Christian rock songs to ever exist. <laughs> um, so that was like a really big album. Uh, it also had Youth of the Nation, which was uh, another a big song. song. Uh, but I think it's just kind of weird. It's like it's kind of sad because that was a Friday. It's just kind of sad that that was like that was when all that happened. But at the same time, uh, I think Nickelback also released an album that same day, 
as to now like that was that pod album was always overshadowed by the nickelback album even though the pod album was super successful <laughs> the amount of nickelback posts i saw uh the day that it released was just hilarious because uh when i posted the pod uh one i was having so many nickelback posts in my feed it was yeah, I was like, it was just everywhere. It's all you saw. Yeah. yeah, I would say my favorite song of that would definitely be "Youth of the Nation." It's not my favorite POD song, but I was, I don't know, man. I've never been like a huge POD fan, but I've, I, I like bits and pieces of. Yeah, like I've never been a fan of them, but I like some of their songs. I mean, I like uh, Circles wasn't actually a bad album. I actually liked a few of the songs on that. I definitely yeah. liked it because I remember that released the same night as like a month of Giants of Seen and uh, yeah. Um, what what was uh. Memphis Mayfires album. Uh, broken. Really the worst broken. Album. Yeah, I liked PODs a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say, actually say the title track off of Circles for the Silence are the two best ones off of that album. Uh, but in terms of uh, Satellite, get checklist up. Um, I would definitely say, actually, the title track on that one might be the best one there, like, in my opinion. I never Satellite. really got into them. Yeah. I didn't even know they were Christian bands a couple years ago. I think somebody had mentioned POD and I go, POD? I'm like, we're talking about Christian bands. And they're like, yeah, yeah. they're Christian. I, I didn't even know. That's what set it, them like... apart. It was because they they were very, very big. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see here in mine, just secular rock radio today. And right. uh, a lot of people, what they did know, they were Christian. And so that's what separated them from all. That's why they aren't quite as big as all the other new metal bands from that, uh, from that time mm-hmm. that had the same like amount of success or, or bigger success is because they were Christian. They didn't really, they kind of got made fun of a lot for that. Um, well, when you listen to the lyrics, it kind of puts it more in perspective. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah they sure. really are Christian. But, yeah. And know. Sonny Sandoval, uh, their vocalist runs uh, the whosoever's movement, which is a Christian organization. And he's partnered with um, Lacey Sturm, and then uh, also mem- several members from the band Islander and Brian Welch are all part of this organization. So essentially, like uh, kind of that 2000s, like hard rock and new metal thing, like all those people support that pretty much. He's been on, like, he's fe- featured on other songs too, right? Sam um, Sonny. I'm sure he has. I haven't heard any of it. I'm trying to think. I heard something. I heard something, and then I saw I was featuring him. I want to say fire for the gods. Um, and yeah, I didn't and realize he surprise was from me. POD. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if they did one because they're practically rip off POD all the time. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. But I mean, hey, I they're, like, only oh, like there goes our one. sponsorship. I You're not like a Christian band, so I can make fun of them on here, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. uh, that's what oh, we've man. been making. Let me fun. tell you, though, <laughs> we have TFK, so it kind of is like L and L. Yeah. TFK is horrible. I know. I, love I know. It's all right to have a bad opinion, Jordan. Come on. If I was, if I was oh, nine years wow. old, I'd, I'd fight you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were nine, then you, uh, you're, you're a grown up now, Mateo. Well, no, you're not. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go cry now. <laughs> yes. The oldest person right, here okay. is the one that's the biggest TFK fan. Biggest TFK fan. All right, that's it. Fighting words. Uh, fighting words. Yeah. Okay, but can we all admit that? What do we know is one of the most annoying TFK songs and that that's literally the only lyrics. <laughs> well, honestly, I would say the most annoying TFK song is every TFK song. <laughs> that's me. Oh, come on. 
I mean, except favorite disease is all right. Except for be somebody, be somebody, be somebody is so radio friendly. It's so radio friendly. It's actually good because it's not cheesy. They don't do stupid. It things. isn't cheesy, but like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I would <laughs> say, I would say, like, favorite disease is pretty good. I, so, I guess this is my last show. Mike, thanks for having me. <laughs> I I love courtesy call. The cold. I think I think they have a lot of songs. Their songs are good. I mean, so like I'm sitting here to like three TFK CDs. So like I love, uh, but now it's just like I've music. Obviously, go back to them. Uh, I find a lot of their music cheesy now. But <laughs> when I was when yeah. I was like little, that was like one of my bands. What's his? Uh, what did he do? That the uh, solo project, I am the storm. Oh my did you, have gosh, you to that, that was awful. <laughs> Okay, so you take like manifest most pretty much like it was really pans left and right, mm-hmm. and you you times that by ten. That was his solo wrap up. <laughs> yeah, it was ugh, yeah. yikes. Yeah, but Mateo, was... let me just remind you. Yeah, you liked TFK when you were a kid. Guess what I liked? The Wiggles, huh? See, see, that's the thing <laughs> about like kids like music taste you know it's it's not good it's like there it's like i thought like sweet life on deck was like an amazing show i look back now and i'm like man that was some bad acting i thought big time rush was like the greatest show of all time yeah guess what it was not <laughs> every it disney show has bad acting like that's just every hey, disney. hey that big time rush was nickelodeon get it right well you said sweet life so i was saying disney i know yeah i said sweet okay okay i know yeah you just generalized it mateo come on <laughs> That, that that this this is for a separate podcast. Wait, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many Wiggles movies we've seen and how many yeah. of those songs we played in my house over and Fruit salad. Over man, what a banner! Over, oh my gosh, gosh, what a banner! <laughs> well, that just took this show down. Talking about the Wiggles, <laughs> yeah, just, just tanked it. There, there goes our credibility. Yes, <laughs> we're on such a roll. <laughs> All credibility is just tanked. Okay, but can we agree that Nine Lashes is very overrated? No, Cole is not, but Jordan, hey! can we? Hey! Oh, wow. <laughs> Most Dude, they're not I mean... overrated. But, but yeah. let me just tell you, they have lost 40,000 Spotify listeners in the last few weeks. Because Spotify moved them from the playlist. <laughs> yeah. Because their music isn't new anymore. <laughs> somehow yeah and i i would also assume it's because they're a lot of their songs are becoming more openly christian mm-hmm. I, I mean they've what, always been they had a worship album that i don't think that's i know i like that's the thing boss like i'm not sure if people are just maybe a lot of people like no i can tell you what it is about it i can tell you what it is so a lot of these playlist listens that you get are just one person just hears the song once on shuffle never so that's where a lot of those streams come from. I mean, Dear Self has no repeatability. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> so has no yeah. repeatability to it whatsoever. It's like so repetitive that you can't only or it's just uh, um Wow well, my I actually really like that song, <laughs> Mateo. <laughs> well, I will say that that is a general consensus, not just my <laughs> I've yeah, got believe it or not, yeah. I've never been open about this their new singles, but so I murdered Guilty Hands because that song, I was just so happy. And, you you know, repeated that 30 times in one day. I'm not even joking. Send yeah, I sent Mateo screenshots like, and he could see me just keep playing it because I was just so happy mm-hmm. having new Nine Lashes. Plus, it wasn't even that bad. Um, oh, it was and fairly solid. To be honest, most of their singles they've released, I've only listened to like maybe 
four or less times. Rise, I've listened to maybe eight, but like I haven't played mm-hmm. their music like yeah. I would, uh, like my I did like with, with Wage War and you look like Monster Flames or something. <laughs> well, my problem with Rise, they don't change the riff. And that's just a common with just a lot of yep. metalcore in general. I mean, no, that's not metalcore, metalcore. A lot of new metal, you have like make them suffer and fit for like they're not changing the riffs breakdown just changing the riff. and like that's just weird like it kind of kills like i think like you don't stream them as much because you they're just they get old fast yeah definitely and that's an issue of like christian rock though is that a lot of the bands just cannot write riffs that are unique you know like they're mm-hmm, always yeah. just like like every nine lashes song they release, like if it has a riff, they're gonna repeat it two times. That's with like any other band. And like Anthem though. Oh, Anthem. Oh, <laughs> oh what a Anthem song. A God, song. Five what Christian a rock songs to ever exist. Dude, it is though. You cannot deny it. It is for sure. Nine Lashes will never even come close to that song. No, ever again. no, that's a great song. That song the is that thing about that song is that it wasn't even written by them. So yeah, I, I just want to see. I want like a link to that or something. Cause I know you say that and you've just heard like word of mouth, but like I, I need like I need actual <laughs> sources. Yeah, I actually have. I'm looking at the a, a custom made canvas I have right in front of me yeah. right now. I'm just so weird. What's their that's my favorite name? song? Uh, Jeremy so, or no? Uh, yeah, Jeremy Dunn. All right. So you know, uh, Anthem of the Lonely. You said it wasn't written by all of them, but I'm looking at the song credits. Guess who's on there? Jeremy. Right. Guess who's on? Is it Trevor McNevin? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's. And, and, and what, what's he from yeah. again? Remind me. Let's uh, <laughs> clap. The, the saying, Wiggles. The Wiggles. The Wiggles. <laughs> he was the one in yellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but because he was on that album and he, he was like the yeah. one that got them signed to Tooth and Nail, and uh, oh, I know yeah, he even was. featured on Adrenaline, which is the song I most love and most hate from nine lashes yeah. <laughs> that's on is a, that's a weird one for me yeah so jeremy is on the writing but there's also several i know i do see uh someone from nine lashes but the actual instrumentals were not written by them which like because the lyrics were written by them but, like the actual instrumentals were yeah but yeah. uh like i love nine lashes stuff like these new singles, I feel like, are not having unique enough lyrics. No, like there's aren't. some there's some lines which like I'm okay. Th- that's that's pretty good. And then I'm, I'm like, glad man, they're going something Christian, else. But oh yeah, I re- I respect it because they're they I oh, would yeah. like, dude. At the end of uh, what what was the song? Was it? I think it was Dear Self. Remember they had a Bible verse at the end. Yeah, which well, they have the such a huge did, yeah, yeah. They have such a huge following on YouTube, and I'm like, dude, that's awesome because. That they're using their platform properly, and a lot of like Christian rock, they have like yeah, quote Christian songs, but they it just I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of bands are just not genuine. I feel yeah. like Nine Lashes is definitely genuine about it because they're not yeah. asking for money. They're not having like dude, they're doing this all themselves. They have not asked for a dime, and like they even know that people didn't like Ascend, and like even with the video they released <laughs> recently, because we're all wondering, it's like dude, it's nine nine. Where's new Nine Lashes and they then released a video later that day saying like, Oh, we're going to sk- have to skip some every once in a while. But, um, I'm just hoping that they kind of be a little more unique with the instruments and, uh, also the lyrics, you know, but, um, I will say is that with, when it comes to nine lashes, uh, the send album, <laughs> like bad. <laughs> it's really not that bad though. Have you listened to it fully? Yes, I have. 
I I can't stand that album. <laughs> well, Love Still Shines is like one of their uh, not one of their best, but it's it's not a bad song. Mm. I I heard I even heard them do that live, man. And if you listen to the lyrics to that, that's actually a really legit song. And here's my thing is that when that album first released, I was a diehard Nine Lashes fan still because I remember I was up at like one a.m. and they just you dropped still are diehard. <laughs> oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Because okay, Cole, still... look at it this way: what I what you are about Nine Lashes, Switchfoot. So you, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Switchfoot sucks. So Nine Lashes sucks. Uh, yeah, switch wow. Um, so I mean, if I'm the tiebreaker, I've got to go Nine Lashes. Sorry, Mateo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And anyway, yeah. um, I remember like they dropped a galaxy in the middle of the night. Taste now. No, it's not. It's not. nowadays it is. Um, <laughs> tail, I'm trying to talk about nine lashes. Let me do this. Shut um, up. <laughs> so I remember I was just up and like they dropped a galaxy, which is like a really electrical, like it had a lot of like electronics noises and stuff like that. And I was like, this is weird, but like it that song was fun. It's a really catchy song. Um, I'd like to see him probably remaster that one one day. But anyway, I'm going off track. Um. I when that when Ascent first released, I could not stand the album. I was so annoyed. I remember Heartbeats was actually a good song. I liked that one, and I didn't really care for anything else. But once I kind of understood, I was like, okay, let me think of this on the perspective of a worship album and all the stuff I'm having to hear from like um, Christian contemporary music now. It's really amazing if you could put to see it is a lot better like than worship. GCM, yeah, yeah, dude. Like in. I like I recommend if you like are really questioning it, just go listen to Love Still Shines, man, because I think that's like probably one that's like their yeah. best low song, I would say. Besides mm -hmm. Afterglow, besides Afterglow, but like that song would be better than that one. Yeah, like that song's pretty awesome though. And I think that that song has probably like maybe at least three for most people, like decent songs. Of course, the rock stuff has always been better, but like I felt like that album really wasn't horrible, like people were saying. It just it just wasn't rock, and I'm ha I'm just happy they didn't go like sell out. And at least some a lot of the songs were different. It wasn't just oh first chorus, first chorus, you know. It yeah. just kind of was Which, a little different. So, um, were they still signed for Ascend? Uh yeah, they were. And they okay. uh, they've even come out saying that their label, like they didn't want to release yeah. the album. Their label oh, forced yeah. them to. Well, because I was about to say, because that was released during the time where all every band on Tooth and Nail sold out, literally every single band. And then Tooth and Nail, yeah, they openly it. said that they did that they did not want to release that album, but they were forced to. Which I I I'm like, it really wasn't. It, I get it because Tooth and Nail got very corrupt over the past decade, oh, yeah. and mm -hmm. it just became a bunch of indie pop music until recently. They signed Paradise Now and Disciple and uh, Slick Shoes and Tiger One. Like they're trying to get back into the rocks, but it's just like they were they got they got a bad reputation because like then like you do you know what happened with Icon for Hire? Yeah. No, I do not. You okay, so yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I don't. I never really thought they were that great in the first place. But uh, they, uh, yeah, I don't like their music now. Yeah, but basically, what happened with them? was basically Tooth and Nail started using them for stuff and then decided for their second album that they were not going to promote it whatsoever. And then there was a bunch what of stuff world? where, yeah, the record labels do it all the time. And then there was a bunch of other stuff where like uh, their vocalist was getting treated like crap and there was all kinds of crazy mm -hmm. stuff. Now, she's not a very likable person, but uh, she did not deserve the treatment she was getting, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, so then they became independent and just have trashed tooth and nail constantly and there was they signed a bad contract because tooth and nail did, did what, a 360 deal 
with a lot of some of their acts now, mm-hmm. which I mean, if you know anything about those, the artist makes literally zero dollars from that because they don't even make money from merch. And um, sure if Icon for Hire does music for a living now, but back then, I mean, Tooth and Nail kind of destroyed them. But yeah, because they have one big song and that's about it. And then, of mm-hmm. course, Icon for Hire ended up not being Christian, so that didn't work out. <laughs> but uh, that w- which w- wouldn't surprise me why Tooth and Nail kind of sabotaged them. Still, so I actually like Icon for Hire. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if I should admit that. Can I admit that? Yeah, I mean, Make a Move is pretty good, but we saw them. All right, so this is my my guilty pleasure. I like them, and I love Viridia. And they were here in Chicago, not this past November, but I think the November before, November 2018. And I got tickets and I took my two daughters to go. And we saw them. I thought they were, I thought they put on a great show. I I liked them. I didn't realize that she's not a very well-liked person. No, she's Uh, not. (laughs) I think that, uh, I think she's a good speaker. I mean, she's done TED Talks and... You know, I read the things that she writes about. I think she's a pretty, like, inspirational. Probably more for girls, of course, than anything. But So how is she um, not a likable person? I I just don't know much about Just her personality and things that she's said to people. It's She's not very well liked just in the community. Just from what I've seen. Just, like, what people have said to me and stuff I've seen, like, in her comment sections before and stuff. Like, okay. She's not, she doesn't seem like she's Mm -hmm. very well liked. It's like... If you see the personality as she puts it, some of the songs that she writes, you can kind of see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she definitely has attitude, but yeah. I don't know. I think she's probably, I mean, considering if she's been treated the way she's been treated, sure. maybe that's why that she's like that. But I mean, I think for, especially like for my girls, my girls absolutely love the concert. My one daughter isn't even really into music like that, and she had a blast. Well, um, so, I was going to say Viridia, I could see both Dina and Ariel from Icon for High really like being good mm-hmm. friends and like touring and a lot and stuff which i mean you don't really see as much but they both went the same exact direction with their mm-hmm. music because they went from the electronic rock to just flat out pop like experimental pop now mm-hmm. just like, dude viridia's first ep was so good it was man. good yeah. i love i actually loved it and you know i'm not a huge fan of female vocals and i flipping love that man they there were so many yeah. I I saw them like five times before they kind of went um, pop, and there was a ton of songs that were really amazing that they still have never released, and they were like rock songs. Really? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were that like, sucks. I thought they were some of the best ones. Like, there's one I just couldn't get out of my head, man. It was so catchy, and I wish they released it. There's so many rock songs that I've heard because I remember uh, I went I go to Camp Electric. Remember that, Mateo? And um, yeah, they opened one night, and they were. I, I kid you not, man. They had like an hour and a half set. There was some band what? like was not able to do it. So Viridia had like an hour and a half set, an hour set. I didn't even know they had enough songs for that. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. that's why I thought they had like an hour long set. And there were some songs I've never heard they that they have never released and they were amazing. And I'm just like, what mm-hmm. happened? Cause then they released numb, which is one of well, the biggest pieces yeah. of garbage I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so like that song might be one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Yeah. My wife hates that song. Oh yeah, she, I, I it don't. It, it it actually. Uh, I hate to say this, but almost is as bad as Cardi B. <laughs> it's that. Bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's you bold of you that. to listen to Cardi B. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm joking. Just bits and pieces that we hear, memes, yeah. and just oh, garbage. Yeah, it's I'm bad. not a Cardi B fan. 
Speaking of Cardi B, um, I I just don't like Jeremy McNevin, man. I'm, I'm just telling you, I just feel like he. <laughs> I don't know. How he I tied do, the two right? together there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I know. I was just joking. But uh, is there anything else we uh any other releases? Uh, uh not really releases, but um, I would say uh, there was one other album anniversary past week and that was Norma Jean released Polar Similar, Polar Similar four years ago. Uh, just this past week, which I mean, I've never, I'd never really got a ton into. Yeah, I've never gotten recently. into Norma Jean. Like, yeah, I got into, like, I kind of started getting into them like a few months ago. Which I mean, I like Polaris, like all hail. Yeah, I was like, I've just never found the appeal. Like at the same time, I've never really tried to listen to their music. Yeah, they kind of an experimental hardcore kind of vibe to them. So. Oh yeah, like I actually. I like a few songs from All Hail. Like I feel like some people are really losing their minds over it when I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But like, well, because it's, it's a very unique song. album. It's a very oh, unique yeah, it's album. very different. Which it's that's probably different. why. I mean, I thought it was one it was was one of the best Christian melodies of the year. But oh um, yeah, mm-hmm. it was very good. I still liked Void more because they released the same year. Like I still yeah, love. I've Power. always liked All Hail more than Void. Mm-hmm. But. So I, mean, I know Mateo, you and I have kind of questioned this because I remember I did like a video on like the top like metal yeah. albums of 2019. Yeah, so like, that. do you think that Void was better than Pressure? Like, do you think like would you rather go and listen now, to Void yeah. right now than Pressure? Yeah, because I would. Yeah, and, I, I would. and that's me. And that's me as like I think Wage War may actually I may like Wage War more than Nine Lashes. Like that's how much I love yeah. Wage War. Like, I definitely don't like him more than Nine Lashes because I'm just a diehard yeah. fan for them, of course. But, like, Wage War is, like, easily my number one right now. And I cannot listen to Pressure fully. I can only listen to the few songs I like, which are, like, f- four or five of them. Yeah. I would say, like, like, we both liked Pressure a lot, like, when it came out. And, like, back when... Oh, yeah. Like, even at the end of the year, that was... But now? Because I've discovered a lot of albums since then, and Pressure has had time to age. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not even top 30 at all. Not even close. Yeah, and it's definitely Wage War's worst album. Oh, and yeah, I'm hoping that I pray that Fit for King did not mess up with the path. I feel I fear that they did. Songs I've heard, um, I would say they are it's very different for them, but they also it's their most diverse album. And there are some heavy tracks on there. I mean, they they none of the songs are as good as Dark but I think they're have some pretty solid like i really like face of hate that's been in my head all so yeah see i just i feel like you get we wait two three years sometimes even more for some bands to get a full 10 track album you know and i just hate the idea of bands having to release 10 songs that don't do well or are really hated especially for like even my enjoyment like i'd hate if nine lashes (laughs) just of course would ghost drop an album had like 10, 11 yeah. songs, and I didn't like every one. And then I have to wait two more years for them exactly. to release new music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, um, Fit for King, though, I don't think you are going to hate every song on that album unless you go in thinking you will. <laughs> like, if yeah. you're determined to hate every song on the album, you're not going to. But if you go in there and try to sit, say, okay, hey, it's not going to be the same, but I, but like, there's nobody that's giving a like awful review for people I've heard that i know that i've heard like they're all like it's a three out of five 3.5 out of five like it's not a bad record um a lot of people say it's a lot better than pressure which i mean it actually has heavy songs which i mean vendetta Vendetta is heavy 
Yeah. Pressure which, had. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, pressure had uh, low and um, ghost, but like overall as an album, there wasn't very many heavy tracks on. Versus, yeah, I would say that I don't think Fit for King is going to be over the top. Um, uh, who I am or low. That's what I'm going to naturally assume because yeah. those are like probably Wage Wars best songs. <laughs> really? That is overstitching the. That, that, that's no, that's I'm hot. saying, I'm saying are for one of their best songs. Like, I'm not saying, that I'm not saying that they're yeah. better. Like, I think the river, I think it goes from river, low, stitch, who I am because I think low is actually better. I can than agree stitch. with that, but I think ghost is the best off of pressure. Really? Not better than who I am and low? Those songs are yes. crazy, man. Stitch, but I'm Ghost also is amazing, a sucker for guitar but... solos. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, I don't know, man. I'm excited. Uh, Jordan, are what are your thoughts on the path? I know it hasn't released yet, but like, do you think I'm it's going to be good? I do. I mean, I like what they've come out with already. I... Yeah, I don't good. see it being better than Dark Sky because I mean the stuff. Oh yeah. Been... Oh yeah, Dark Skies was phenomenal, but I think you know, I've been. Pa- I it doesn't pass creation destruction. It's it's probably mid tier in their discography. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, I, no matter how, like, no matter like what anybody will think about it here, I think it will be one of the best Christian metal here. Yeah, of the year, yeah. just because oh, yeah. not has there has been a lot, but it's just like it hasn't been as good of a year. Oh yeah, releases. It's just been like singles, you know. Yeah, it's been a lot of singles. Hasn't been a lot of albums, but uh, hopefully, uh, it can impress a lot of people. I'm not sure if it'll be a top Dark Skies and Creation of Just In Destruction because I think those are like their best albums. Oh yeah, for sure. That's those are my top. I've been jamming Creation Destruction. Man, that is such a Christian album, especially with Skin and Bones, dude. I've been I've been jamming that one like a lot because I just wrote a review on it that I'm here. And mm-hmm. um, like I did, never realized how Christian that album. It's like, great, man. Especially since that was like their label debut too. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And actually, the guitarist for them, not not Bobby, but the other, no, it was the bassist. I I don't remember his name. Their bassist before Tuck, because Tuck joined for Slave to Nothing. Before mm-hmm. that, he actually left the band because he realized he wasn't. He he didn't exactly he wasn't a Christian and he didn't feel comfortable playing the music that they wrote. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I looked it up because I was like, this is so weird that they had this guitarist or one bassist for like one album. And it turned out because that album was so Christian, he did not want anything. And so then they got to hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. So do you know who did the vocals for uh that first album, like the cleans? Jared. Jared, okay. I was Your like, drummer he did. To, he needs to do that again because I actually like his vocals See, more than think... Tux. And that's debatable. I think Tux's a better singer, but I think um, Jared on Creation Destruction is good. But I didn't think his vocals were that great on uh, Descendants. They're See, I actually have not listened to Descendants in forever, so I don't yeah. remember. I had to listen course, to it last we... week. <laughs> was it Creation Destruction well. after Descendants, or was it yes. before? So Descendants was released before, and mm. then they signed the Solid State release Creation and Destruction, and then Solid State reissued Descendants, but completely remixed and remastered it because the original mm. mix of Descendants was awful. 
Okay. And so, so see that that kind of gives me yeah. hope that Jared's voice was better than if Creation Destruction came out and it sounded that good. Okay, That's my perspective, at least. Because mm-hmm. Creation Destruction, everything on there, it's pretty. It's very much the sequel sentence, but everything about Creation Destruction is ten times better. Than- oh yeah. So. I mean, all I right, guys. Is that uh? Is there anything else we we need to talk about? If I, were to, if I were to rank the albums, um, I would say I'd put Dark Skies and Creation Destruction at two and then slave nothing at three death group and i actually agree a hundred percent with that list you're probably the only person Uh, that agrees with that (laughs) because i i I was thinking because i was actually looking at the albums today because of just content stuff like that and uh i was like yeah dude i would i would agree i'm actually like right now i've been really loving creation destruction and i think i'm just having like kind of a high on it right now so i'm not gonna put it guys but like that that album is just so great it's such a great start and I just realized that we have. Well, that's another one I have to listen to then, because I haven't listened to that one. It's so honest. good, Jordan. Oh, it's, it's so it's good. phenomenal. Okay, uh, I just saved it in my my playlist. Uh, we there is one big release that happened past week that people will not like that if we don't mention it, <laughs> and that's Striper's uh, new album. Even if the if, even the devil. Will. Oh yeah. The album artwork for that, by the way, is probably the best of. The- so yeah, album art was better than the entire album. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> power metal christian power metal you know what it's gonna sound like yeah. So, uh, hair metal <laughs> yeah hair metal but like dude that album art in the album uh Name. title yeah Ooh. which if you guys don't mm-hmm. know it's called even the devil believes and it's just the devil bowing before god it's very cool it's a very sick art which yeah I mean, it, yeah that, that's definitely you're like there's different. so you know you know it's funny uh my cousin texted me. He said, "Hey, have you listened to the new new Striper album?" I said, "No." I said, "I didn't realize it was out yet." And so uh, I said, I, "He said you got to listen to it. It's their best album ever." And I said, uh, "Okay." Well, I was out driving. I'm not sure so I, that's kind of debate. <laughs> well, so I said, "All right, well, I'll give it a listen." And then in my head, I go, "You know, it's probably going to be him, and he's going to start off with his like." Like his, you know, high pitched yes. scream thing. thing and that's in as soon show. as I started playing it, yeah, as soon as it started it, that's exactly <laughs> that's what he exactly did. Like, like, every stripper song. That's what he does. Yep. So it's funny. So I told my wife about that. I go, What do you think is going to happen when I start playing this song? She goes, He's probably going to scream like his high pitched vocal. It's <laughs> <thing. laughs> yeah, exactly what he did. Yeah. So I only made that one like three songs in, and I'm like, Okay, yeah. I got it. So I forced myself so, to love them. Like, here's the thing it's not a bad album, it's just not my thing. Yeah, but, I mean, I want to give it a try and, and really listen to it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it could be, but I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. but um, which I think but it's funny because not one of their best. Yeah, I mean, I I know some people. Just I've been talking with some people that are like massive strength mm-hmm. fans, and uh, they said that, like it's not their t- it's not their like yeah. A lot of people think their previous album better. Wait. But you got to give them credit. I mean, here they are, you know, how many years later? And oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that they, ju- they just had their b- biggest hit Billboard album, this album hit Billboard chart, and it was the biggest hit they've had ever on Billboard. This this new one? Yes, this new one. I'll wow. Say, I'll have to, That's well, impressive. Let me, let me see if I pull up. That is impressive. Um, but yeah, like it was, it hit like all the major ones. Um, and pull it up. Well, I'll it tell you, like number one on on Christian uh, albums, they hit number two on both rock and hard music albums. So that's like the secular. 
they hit independent albums number two, top current albums number five, Billboard top albums number six, and Billboard top wow. 292. So for wow. a band that has been around for that long, that's to crazy. Hit that high. <laughs> yeah. Let's see where they're at next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really quickly, I know we want to wrap up and get going. Uh, I, this is totally off the subject we're talking about. But I was listening to your playlist, Mateo, and yes. you had a song in there, Everything I Wanted by Convictions. Yeah. I can't stop playing that song. And every time I hear it, I go, man, that sounds like Billie Eilish. And sure <laughs> enough, it's actually, it's a yeah. co- I didn't know it was a cover of Billie Eilish. Yeah. But I love that song. I love that version. Which I, I think, think it's, it's funny crazy. because the actual cover sounds nothing like Billie Eilish. Just if you're familiar with the original song, they didn't change mm-hmm. the melody of it. Or well, I want to listen to it because I didn't know. I was just looking it up. Yeah. The original song is like very slow. It's just kind of funny how they turned metal. But when it starts out, it's like, yeah, you could totally hear it as a Billy Eilish. Definitely. And I I said that to my daughter. She's like a huge fan. And I go, totally sounds like something that she would sing. And she's like, yeah, I could see that. I don't even think she knows that it was a cover. So yeah, Yeah. both. But Convictions, I like Convictions. That's another story. For another day, I guess. Yeah, another day. Well, I had a great time hanging out with y'all on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to say anything before we go? Maybe uh, at your socials. Yeah. So you can follow me at Christian underscore Rock X Instagram, and follow uh, Christian Rock X on YouTube. Uh, me and Cole have both been posting uh, individual Contagion Fest performances. Back. Yeah, performances for our. Uh, huge festival we had had a ton of christian rock and metal bands from like random hero gfm amongst the giants set for the fall <laughs> wind vent ever eaten like a ton of great yeah. popular and even strength. smaller underground bands you know strength yeah. betrayed even amazing uh, set they were awesome oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh is jordan that, what is that is that strength betrayed do you have that online to see that um so yeah strength betrayed posted their entire set to their youtube and they posted each individual song i have a playlist that has every song that i can Mm -hmm. okay cool yeah that i love strength betrayed i thought they did a great job yeah they were amazing jordan do you want to add a few uh your social as well yes yeah help me get to 357 followers (laughs) yes x jordo x and uh, yeah, my my whopping three hundred and fifty six yes. followers. I would really appreciate massive. <laughs> yes. And then uh, yeah. my name was Cole, so please follow me at I Christian Rock on Instagram and Facebook. We're almost at like like fifteen hundred likes on Facebook. I don't even remember because Facebook is not as fun as Instagram. Well, and Facebook then, uh, your page now, so Facebook is so so <laughs> like bad. Facebook um, changed their music thing, and you can't post music now. So it's gonna be. Yeah, you, you can't post uh, like live sets and stuff. Like it's 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 lame. Mm-hmm. But uh, and please make sure to follow me on YouTube or subscribe to me at I Christian Rock Cole. I just do guitar covers, album like reactions, reviews on album reaction reviews. You know, mm-hmm. um, all that. But uh, thank you guys for watching Fuel the Fire podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening.